it's an interesting concept to be doing something when you don't know where you're going or what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's almost like you're driving the car, but you can't even see the road. I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to the Attainable Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. Today, we are actually starting our series on creativity. I don't have a fun name for it yet. Um, if you have any suggestions, I'd be happy to hear them. Um, but I have on my friend Sarah Walsh. She is the designer and founder of Siren Swim Co., which we realized at the end of the episode, we never actually said the brand name. So Siren Swim Co. We'll have all the links in the bio or the uh, show notes. You know what I'm talking about. All the type of things. This was a super, super interesting episode. We went through, through her creative process. Um, she started as an artist and how she comes up with designs. And we also, she broke down the process of creating a swimmer brand from like beginning to end, which was incredibly interesting. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. It is a really, really good one. I really loved recording it. So I know you're going to love listening. And without further ado, here's Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I th- I thought it'd be weirder having a friend named Sarah, but it's it's like a completely different name to me, especially since you don't actually have it with an H. Um, I don't even identify. Except for when people call their names at like restaurants or yeah, um- yeah, when they say like Sarah or like when. When I was with you and your mom and your mom kept calling Sarah, I was like, what? <laughs> what does she want? I, I totally didn't know who she was talking to at any point in time. Yeah. So it's great. But I'm so excited to have a podcast. I'm excited to be on it. Um, Guys, if you're listening, if you're listening, of course you're listening. It's a podcast. What am I saying? Um, For those who are listening, um, this is my friend, Sarah, and we've got an interesting story of how we met. Um, Would you like to tell it or shall I? I feel like you you can start it. Yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah, because it's kind of nice to have perspectives, I feel. So I went on a Facebook group called like Charleston Work From Home Girls or something. I don't know. Join a Facebook group like that. And I was trying to find a friend who had worked in like a similar field that I did, who had like a flexible schedule, essentially for the days that I wasn't working or like I was bored or like when I wanted to go on trips and like my other friends were at their jobs and they, I'd text them and be like, what you doing? They'd be like, I'm working, I'm at, I'm, at, I'm at work. And I'd be like, can you go to lunch? They're like, no, Sarah, I'm like at work. I needed a friend who could go to lunch, like on a whim, I also worked for themselves um, or worked in like a flexible space. So I went on this Facebook group and I was like, yo, hi, my name is Sarah. I like the beach and I like TikTok. And I would like a friend who works in social media field like me. So we can talk about social media and also works for like themselves or has a very flexible schedule. Please and thank you. Goodbye. And then like a couple of people answered and like, you know, we corresponded, but it didn't work out. And then you answered and you were like, I work in social media and I don't I actually don't remember what you said, but I was I remember being intrigued. I was like, friend? You basically said like, yeah, and that I also loved all the things you loved. I don't even think it was that interesting of an answer. So I'm really glad you actually responded. Yeah, so, I don't know. Something perched my interest. Um, my heart said, oh, that's the one. And so we like meant for coffee. Mm-hmm. We both neither neither of us don't like or neither of us like coffee. Like we both got to the coffee shop and we were like, oh, I don't drink coffee. And we were like, okay, but like, where else are you going to meet a stranger? You just meet them for coffee. It's just like a thing. And so I think, I don't remember what I ordered, nor does it matter. Probably got a matcha. I got a matcha because I remember like we left. I don't even think we high-fived. It was like, bye. Hope we hang out again. And then we like kept hanging out. Um, But I remember like getting in my car. Meeting was my, me texting my mom and being like, mom. I made a friend and she she literally thought I meant like an animal, like a cat friend. Like she was like, oh, you met another cat. And I'm like, no, I met a human friend. That's so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. No, I remember getting my car and like matcha. I, I don't know if I got it with the right milk, whatever. Usually matcha makes me bloated. And like I was in pain and I was like I wonder if she could tell that my stomach is like going to pop my pants open because I'm in so much pain I was not aware I don't know how you would have been and we talked 
we were there for like an odd amount of time no like we were there until after they closed and all of a sudden we both like looked around and we're like wait oh there's nobody left in here and she was like sweeping I felt so bad I felt so bad because like they closed at five or something or four and it was like 4 30 yeah we were there and we're the only ones in there yeah yeah it was like I think they closed at four and like it was 4 30 and they, she didn't say anything and we basically we both were very unobservant apparently yeah we just i mean we were so encapsulated with ourselves yeah. <laughs> that we were like no nothing else exists this is it <laughs> but anyway so that's how we met so sarah is a good friend of mine now um how actually how long were we good friends i think that was march it was before you went all tiktok viral for being that's true yeah oh my it was like right before yeah. like the you week before me for a couple days and I was like oh, okay cool she doesn't want to be friends <laughs> and then you really text me and you're like the craziest thing happened and you like sent it to me and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah no I think it was like the week before that yeah. the laundry video that's funny anyways it feels like we've been friends for a lot longer than that <laughs> but right. anyway um so Sarah's really really cool and she has a very very cool swimmer brand and so I really wanted her to come on and explain like her process in designing her swimmer process of creating a brand and building a whole company um especially in like the fashion arena um and you're a very creative person which I'm actually learning more about your like creativity um it's like something you really cutely keep a secret for me um you're also an artist that was like new information and then she I like painted me a card and I was like neat didn't know that about you felt like we were closer than that um but yeah so I thought it'd be really fun to bring her on and especially explain like the whole process of like I mean you actually have you have swimwear and you like sell it like it, it's it's you know it's like when I imagine it being very um daunting when you're like I want to create a swimwear brand and then it's like okay what's step one um yeah. how do you actually get the swimwear like you know in your hands I knew not get it out of like out of your hands into somebody else's hands like that feels very daunting yeah I I mean I literally knew nothing when I started at all um I basically like you said I'm an artist which I apparently never told you no Um, that's cute (laughs) was not aware of that sorry um I literally just sketched bathing suits that I wanted to design in a sketchbook like they're very rough sketches in a sketchbook with random like scribbles all over them and it was just because like I grew up on a lake um and then I go to the beach all the time since my parents have a house in Hilton Head so I was always in bathing suits and I just always hated like the fit of them or the feel of them and I don't know I never I I own like 60 something bathing suits as you know I have a shopping problem um yes completely so I own a lot of bathing suits because I have no self-control um and I just kind of didn't, I couldn't find ones that like fit great or like there's always an issue with something. So I kind of decided I wanted to make my own, especially because I loved drawing. And originally I thought I would go more of the art world where I was creating actual art products and selling them. Um, but I very quickly realized it's very hard to scale and it's very tiring to have to paint all the time. So I figured creating bathing suits was a good outlet for art and design while also being a business since yeah. I loved business as well but you went to school right I did what did you go to school for entrepreneurship and small business management where Quinnipiac University it's in Connecticut I've literally (laughs) never asked you if you went to college you've never spoken (laughs) about going to college and I have no I have I'm sitting here and I'm like wow I wonder how she learned all this I was like oh my god I have no idea (laughs) Yeah, I did um, go to business school. <laughs> okay, so you're like, you like got this down. So did you know that that was what you wanted to do? When did, when did you come up with um, the concept of, okay, I want to start a swimwear brand? So when I was in school, like in entrepreneurship, like as your major, it's a lot of like, there's no tests or quizzes and stuff like that. Once you reach a certain point in your degree, it's literally just projects working on creating a business um, and le- like market research and learning how to create a business and going through those steps, I thought I was going to do it for like wedding invitations um, and wedding products. I had no plans to do swimwear. My friend started an athletic wear line and I helped her with it. Um, 
had a lot of fun doing it. And that's kind of when I started to get the idea that maybe I would want to create a product that was more scalable, like I said. Um, and it was actually, I was on vacation. This was like peak COVID, like November, 2020. I was on vacation in Aruba with my family because we decided to go on our trip and not cancel everything. And I was walking on the beach with my mom and I was like, I keep like bouncing around this idea of maybe creating a swimwear company, but I was like, I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing and it's definitely not possible. And she was like, well, why is it not possible? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, I think you should just do it. So I basically was just like, oh, you're right. I should do it. Your mom probably said it like slightly meaner than that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. No, it's very straightforward and very <laughs> blunt. And I, I love her. Yeah, she basically was like, like, what is wrong with you? Just start the business. Like, why are you scared? <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess I'm doing that. And I mean, my parents have been insanely supportive. So that definitely helped with creating it. But that's when I decided I wanted to do swimwear. So that was November. It was Thanksgiving of 2020. I didn't start really working on it until the new year in January. And I started just researching everything because I had no clue what I was doing. I don't know anything about sewing. I don't know anything about fashion. <laughs> I just started drawing designs that I liked or designs I found comfortable and asking friends and then drawing prints that I thought would be cool on bathing suits. Um, but learning the actual side of the fashion industry was a lot harder because <laughs> I didn't actually know anything. Yeah. Um, I want to like zoom out before we get into the details of yeah. like the steps of the brand um, all the way down to your like creative process. And so like you were an artist and you have been an artist. Um, and when did you first start like sort of I, I'll say exercising like your creativity or realizing, OK, I am creative or I feel like I have like a creative brain in some way? I feel like I've always drawn on everything um it's very interesting because even like in high school I was in AP art like I did all the art classes but I also was very much an athlete like that was what my life was and that's what my world was I just kind of considered art to be a second thing that I liked doing um but if you ask any teacher I had growing up I did not listen to a word they said in class ever and I just drew the entire time which actually was me focusing. I had to draw to focus. Um, but if you look at anything I have in my room, it's just like notebooks everywhere with like doodles always. That's all I do. Um, so I think that's when I started. I mean, I've always drawn, like I said, but it wasn't until high school when my mom made me take an art class that I realized I was good at it. Um, and I would say I don't do art enough. I love doing it and I know I'm a creative person and I love drawing. I just don't actually take the time to do it enough. Yeah. Um, I, a big reason of why I am doing this series is because I'm very fascinated with the process of something coming into fruition within our brain, like neurologically. Mm -hmm. And then how do we actually take that out of our brain and make it into something, whether that is art or a music or um, not a music, but art or music film like anything like a, a dance you know anything like that how is it that we can picture something or feel something and then put it into an external source um so along that uh I this is going to be a difficult question I think for everybody involved in this series but um can you sort of walk through um it may be helpful to even think of a particular project or maybe a design or something like that like what it has looked like from getting the idea, you know, what inspiration was there to actually getting that down in whatever medium was appropriate? Yes. Um, as you know, my brain's a little bit scattered. I mean, I very obviously have ADHD um, and art was definitely a big help in that. Um, it's hard for me to pinpoint how I get it from my brain onto paper because I can't pinpoint most things in my brain. <laughs> can you, can you, um, so you say you draw a lot, like do things just kind of come to your mind or do you see something and it gets inspired by that a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I guess it depends. Like when I'm just kind of drawing all the time, a lot of the time it's different, like 
I don't know if the word is like tribal or like Aztec design. It's just like random like flowers and things that turn into a whole pattern. I don't normally know what I'm drawing before it's on the paper when I do things like that. That's um, something that I find extremely fascinating. Yeah, I normally have no idea. Yeah, and I think a lot of art concepts um, and artists that I've spoken to, um, it's an interesting concept to be doing something when you don't know where you're going or what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's almost like you're driving the car, but you can't even see the road. Yeah. And it's very much a trust process, which I find a very difficult and completely fascinating. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there's projects I've done in the past when obviously you're like doing a portrait of someone or you're drawing a landscape or something like that, where obviously I know what it's going to look like beforehand because I've seen it. Um, And a lot of times that's me seeing something in real life or seeing like a photo on my phone or social media or something I thought was cool and turning that into some sort of drawing. Or I think I've drawn some things based off of like album covers I thought were really cool. And those obviously I know more of what I'm drawing before I start it but I feel like it's almost like my hand has its own brain it's just doing something and it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm not aware of what my brain is telling it to do yet yeah I see it yeah it also always looks terrible until it's finished okay let's pick that (laughs) apart for a second um because that's another thing that I think is interesting with that trust process of um, creating anything there's it, I, I think everybody has like a there's a part of that creative process where it looks like absolute shit or it is absolute shit um, and how do you know when to keep going um, or when you are like in the middle of a process and it, you just kind of have to push through or when you're like oh yeah this this like needs to be scrapped or do you really know until the end and you can decide for yourself I feel like for the most part, I don't know until the end and I just finish it anyways to see what it becomes. There have been pieces where I absolutely hate them and I do not go back and touch them ever. For the most part, I try to push myself through to finish them because I know that in the end, it probably won't look like the mess that it is in the middle, which I feel like is how most things in life are. Like the middle is always very messy. So I figure at some point I'll figure it out. And it normally turns out well. I mean, there's times when I'm erasing too much and getting too frustrated with a piece when that's normally when I drop it. Uh, with designing your swimwear, um, what does that process look like? How 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 is have you gotten inspiration for those? Um, and how does that go from neuron to it's hold, you're like holding it? Yeah, that one's definitely a lot more I know what I'm already drawing onto paper. Um, It's more like trying to catch up with my thoughts because they're going too quickly and I'm trying to get them onto paper before I lose them. And a lot of it comes from swimwear I've owned or swimwear I've seen other people wear and trying to put what the best features of each swimsuit, like the things I didn't like trying to fix it and add um, either like with the straps, like adding adjustments in the strap so that it could fit different types of people in different body shapes or so that certain things don't dig into like your rib cage or anything on your body um but I would say a lot of it comes from swimsuits I've worn or my friends have told me they've had issues with swimsuits and kind of like brainstorming how we can fix it or how we can make that design better so it's combining a lot of things that I think would make swimwear more comfortable (laughs) has that um been like a different type of challenge to because now you're kind of mixing art with practicality um in the sense that when it's not practical you can make mistakes in your art and keep changing it and morphing it until it becomes something you would like when it comes to something practical obviously you have to go back and you have to get it right Mm -hmm. and get it the way it's supposed to be in your head I guess or the way rules fit someone or the way it's supposed to be so that a manufacturer can read the tech pack and understand the drawing I guess basically so that's very different because there's a way it's supposed to look versus Mm -hmm. when you're creating other art there's not a way it's supposed to look like the way it turns out is how it was supposed to look do you think that um creating art with guardrails I'll call them 
like is easier or harder than without them? I would say harder because I find it more frustrating sometimes. Um, but that's definitely creating the designs of fashion, but also with fashion, like so many things change so quickly that I guess there's also new boundaries you can push and new things you can draw and add to um, that is pretty enjoyable and can make it easier because you can just create new ideas as you're going. Yeah, I feel like there's, um, I've always been a fan of the rules and this is also some coming from somebody who I feel like I'm learning what creativity and art is, hence this entire series. But like for me, prompts has always been really helpful because I'm like, I get very overwhelmed by the blank space. Like I need a prompt or a purpose or like a starting point. But I've always wondered if that made me weaker as an artist needing that. Like, is that a crutch or is that just a direction? Which I don't know. That's an, there's no answer, but. Because I'm definitely someone who's well known for not liking rules and like I like doing the opposite of what I'm supposed to do I've been told quite often Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of like prompts and rules like that I sometimes do enjoy them um, because it involves less thinking but I don't know I do think I would struggle more with rules and prompts of what you have to create which I think is why sometimes I struggle with creating a design that has to be exact yeah um has that there been a particular design that's been the hardest the tankinis why that I created that's been well also to be fair I don't wear tankinis so that's a lot harder because I don't know how it should fit on someone else I have a very small torso so tankinis just in general would not work on me and they look very odd on me and I think it's almost harder to draw it and to create a design that I think will be great for everyone when I don't know as much about it Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've struggled more with that because I don't have firsthand experience with the suit that makes sense yeah I haven't worn a tankini since middle school yeah um but <laughs> like the ones that you create I'm oh they're so cute that I can't get that poppy print like out of my head I love the poppy print <laughs> yeah it's gorgeous um okay so let's get into like the details of um, we'll do, I guess, like first design, first collection. Um, you know, you've done your research and you've got these sketches in a notepad. What, What is the process from start to finish to where you're then, where the, per- I'll say even to where the person is now holding their swimsuit. So yeah, I started, like I said, drawing sketches. Um, our first collection was called the Origin Collection. It was, or it is, three bikini designs, a one piece, a tankini, and two different designs of men's swim trunks, which actually is a lot to start with a first line. But when I first sat down and drew sketches of bathing suits, I think I drew 20 something bathing suits in one sitting. (laughs) I literally don't think I left my room for like 24 hours. I just sat there drawing. Um, So it was also like, once I did that, I had to pick and choose what would be in the first collection and which ones I would focus on working on. But like I said, I didn't know anything about what I was doing. So I started by, I know my strengths are drawing and the business side of the world. My strength is not anything to do with digital, Photoshop, Adobe, Illustrator, any of that. I'm terrible at it. I've tried to learn it and it's just not my strength. So I started by finding a freelance designer, um, she's out of London and I had a meeting with her where she basically talked me through like the basic process of how to create a line um, and what you would learn in fashion school but in the span of like an hour she gave me like the very quick I think crash courses are where it's at yeah that's what it was real real world I'm saying real world experiences crash courses and a like keep running till you break something mentality will get you Mm -hmm. anywhere yeah So that's what we did. Um, And so after that, I realized that I could have her turn my sketches in a notebook into actual digital designs that I could show people. So I had those created from there. Those are called CADs, which if you ask me what that abbreviation is, I will not be able to tell you. 
But all right, that was gonna be my next question. We'll I just move on like from that. Computer something with an A animated not... design. Maybe I don't know. I really you don't... keep talking. I'll do a Google. All right, great. Um, so those were created. I did that for like all 20 designs. Um, so I could see them in digital form and more so that I could show other people because obviously they're gonna look at my sketches and they're not gonna see what I see because um, those were rough sketches. <laughs> From there, I decided my favorite designs um, and what I wanted, I thought to be in the origin collection and had those created into tech packs. Tech packs are basically like a blueprint, but um, for the fashion industry. So it's all of the details that manufacturer needs to create your designs. Did you find what CAD stands for? Yes, it's computer-aided design, and now I'm going to Google what a tech pack looks like. <laughs> okay. Is that, does that look like, um, what are those things that you would buy at, like, Michael's or whatever to sew something? Do you know what, what I'm talking about? No. Like, when you go to sew something, yeah. there are these, like, packets of, like, plans on, like, how to sew it. And it's I've literally never seen that in my life. You've never seen that in your life. Okie dokie. Well, mm. can't help you with that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm well, I'm Googling. Oh yeah. Okay. They're kind of like, I see it. If you Google tech pack, like I, okay. I understand what this is. Now I have to <laughs> find out what the word, all of this is going to be definitions anyway. Okay. Sorry. Tech pack. Keep going. So yeah, a tech pack basically has, I mean, it has the photos of what, you're having designed it has the measurements that you would like um it normally has a size you want the sample created in it has your prints and your colors all of that so to have the tech pack finished i also needed to have my prints um created into print is that a cad too i don't know so basically my prints like the poppies the daisies the sunflowers all those different prints i created i sketched them or came up with ideas and I sent them to a designer who was friends with the designer I had who created the tech packs and the CADs. Um, and she turned them into print digital designs. Um, Interesting. So all of your prints you drew? Yes. I don't know why I didn't already think that, but that's extremely cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Some of them I sent her like ideas of what I wanted along with like a little sketch and she changed a little bit to um try to figure out what I wanted in terms of a digital print. But yeah, yeah mostly sketched. Okay. Also found out what it's called when you want to sew something, you go get the pattern. Anybody listening to this probably like was screaming it. I hate, hate, hate when I'm listening to a podcast or something and they're like oh what's that word and I'm like screaming at my car radio I'm like it's this and I just did it anyway it's called a pattern do you not know what that is no oh my gosh they're actually so cute like they're made out of paper um and they look like I don't know why all the patterns I've seen look like they came straight from the 40s like they still it's like this thin paper I feel like I know what you're talking it's like about. dotted lines Yes, I so know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, but that's not what a tech pack looks like. No. A tech pack is a little different, but anyway. Okay, so the patterns. Yes. Got that, okay. I can't remember where it was. Oh, um, yeah, so the prints were created. So you use, so when you get your tech packs, you then get samples created. So you send your tech packs all of that. Um, you pick what fabrics you want. That's included in the tech pack. Um, the hardware, which is like um, the clip in the back of a bathing suit or the adjustments, um, those different types of hardware, that's hardware. Does the factory have like things to choose from or are you like, do you have I to did. kind of, you yours did. So it was kind of a multiple choice feature. <laughs> yeah. So I did a lot of research on uh, manufacturers. I ended up going with the one I went with because you can do very small um, quantities of orders. So your minimum, your MOQ is very low, um, which was great for me because I wanted to do a lot of different designs and try them out. 
So I went with them. They also are a sustainable factory. So they um, donate to a bunch of different charities. They are committed to help cleaning up the oceans. Um, they treat their workers really well. And just everything about them was, I mean, they give them like, they have classes on how to be sustainable in your home life for their employees. So all of that was really awesome for me. They give them like a stainless steel water bottle, things like that, so that they can be more sustainable in their wow. life. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but they also offer where you can order bathing suits that they already have designs created of. Like they come out with different um, lookbooks and catalogs for resort wear, athletic wear, um, bathing suits, different things like that. Um, for each season and you can pick from their designs and either change the print or pick your own colors or tweak it a little bit as well so they're kind of a different type of manufacturer um I created all my own designs but there is an option for you to use some of their ready-made designs instead of doing custom designs so it's a little bit different but so you can send them your tech pack and everything and you go through all of it and you can figure out fabrics and stuff like that. With them. So they source the fabric and the hardware and stuff like that for me. Um, I can get my tags created through them. I can get the um, liner inserts in like the bottom of a bathing suit, the hygiene liners um, through them, which is not always the case. Like sometimes you have to source your own fabric and have it sent to the factory and then have them use that to create it. So I kind of chose like an all-in-one factory type of thing, I guess, um, instead of having to go through all the different steps, which was great for me as a beginner and having no clue what I was doing. It was really great to have a manufacturer who was able to help with all those different steps. And they had the fabrics I wanted to use anyways. Um, Do you think they, at this point, like now that you've done a few like that, you would still um, like recommend something like that? Or do you think you'll outgrow it? I would recommend it definitely starting out, especially when you have low minimums um, and when you don't want to have to order a ton in one things like they have, you just have to order 20 of each color in a style and you have to order three in each size, which is really low, um, which is great when you don't want to order a bunch of things because you're starting out. So I think that option is great. I think if I were to continue to grow and want to place bigger orders that I probably should switch factories because you would save money on um, ordering more pieces. I pay a lot more per piece than I would have to if I was probably with a different manufacturer. Got it. Okay. Okay. So they, you've picked out the, um, they have the fabric, you've sent them the tech packs mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, we're going to make it great. Yeah, so you have the samples created. So first round, you have samples created and you also have your print. Um, I don't remember the word for it off the top of my head, but they basically sent me like a sheet of fabric. That's oh, like- interesting. It's like, I don't know, like the size of a piece of paper, basically. Yeah. It's the print um, that you want to design. So I think I had 10 designs in the first one. They send you the print and then they also send you the sample. The sample is only created in one color, which- did cause problems for me that I'm currently still dealing with now. Um, because when I approve the prints, obviously I'm seeing them in front of me. I'm like, wow, this design is beautiful. I love this fabric. The quality is great, all of that. I wasn't able to match the print I had designed to the color of the fabrics I was using for bottoms. So like I only did prints on some of the tops. I didn't do it on all the bottoms. So I wanted to match certain tops with certain solid print, I mean, solid colored bottoms. I wasn't able to match those colors up next to each other and be like, okay, the print is matching the bottom, which is now causing problems for me. But there were ways around that that I'm currently working through. Mm -hmm. All lessons learned. Yes, definitely. Um, but so you do that, you get your samples back. I went through a couple rounds of samples for some of the designs. The hardest one was the tankini. I went through a lot of rounds of samples for that. It's normal to have to go through at least two rounds of samples. I would say a lot of people go through like four to six rounds of samples. 
Um, it's much easier when you have a tech pack because they have a tech pack to follow. Um, once you approve your samples, you then go to the stage where you can order your bulk order. So when you order your bulk, you are choosing all the colors you want for all the lines, everything you're ordering, all the hardware, you have to order all the hardware, order all the fabric to make all of the bathing suits. Um, you have to have your tags designed, like your hanging tags to put in the bathing suits. You decide where you want the logo, if you wanna put logos on the bathing suits. Um, you need to decide on the label print inside. So like where it would say, like this is a size medium and what you want on that label. And you have to order all of those pieces separately as well. You decide on the packaging. So we have biodegradable packaging, which our factory is great. They do biodegradable packaging for everyone, even if people aren't ordering sustainable pro products. Um, so you basically just have to do all the little details as well through them. And then you order your bulk order and then you wait for them to create it. How long do does that take? <laughs> Well, COVID really, really messed up the supply chain. <laughs> um, I think they say eight to 12 weeks. I'm pretty sure. I ordered my bulk in January of 2022. I just finally received all of it, I think, three weeks ago. Mm. Yeah. So that is a seven month process <laughs> that should have taken max three months um, right but that is not I mean there were issues that happened with my manufacturer that there are things that can happen when you're starting a business I mean there's going to be issues you run into but there was a lot of issues with the supply chain in terms of trying to get fabric because everything is so backed up right now gotcha um I have well, during that time so you have like one collection that's designed. It's with them. They're creating it. How are you designing the next one? Mm -hmm. I have samples ready for the next collection currently. Um, I feel I like this happens. So like it's, it's not fast, but it is interesting. Like uh, when I hear about people that are like building brands, like they're always talking about like two to three seasons ahead. Yes. And in that way, it always seems fast. So I have through four collections planned out right now. Um, obviously there's things you tweak and you change based on feedback from customers as you go. But I do technically have four lines um, lined up and created right now. They're just not obviously ordered or um, I don't have the samples for them yet. I've had to push back a lot of them because of the issues with the supply chain and because of um, some issues I'm dealing with with my manufacturer right now where I haven't seen the new samples yet because I'm refusing to pay them for the other part of the samples because I'm waiting on, we had a lot of issues with the tankinis, as I've said, um, issues with the prints and the colors. There was some miscommunication with that. So all of that wraps into me kind of being stuck right now. Yeah, uh, but a lot of business. Planned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wow. And then, okay, so... So now you have, you know, suits have been shipped to you. Mm -hmm. Then you create a website, have some sort of order system. Yeah. Um, and then I believe you ship them yourself, right? I do currently, yeah. Okay. How does that work? Originally, I created my website through Webflow. Then Vic very quickly found out that you can't do point of sale through that, which basically means... If you go to like a pop-up or a market or something like that. So I switched over to Shopify. So Shopify, obviously everyone knows. I mean, most people know about Shopify. It makes everything really easy yeah. um, with people being able to order and all that. And you can print even your shipping labels through that. So I send everything out myself currently. I think at some point I would have someone do that for me. But yeah. for now, I like being able to package the orders up and put like a little care card in it and like a thank you card and send it out um so I have I did have all this when we're organized before but as you know I have been back and forth between Massachusetts and South Carolina so and I'm moving out of my apartment right now so 
the product is kind of all over the place in different areas and not organized into the drawers that I normally have it in. But normally I have all the drawers organized so I know exactly where to pull it from to put it into the bag and send out once I get an order. So once an order is placed, I probably would, I fulfill them about two to three times a week. I don't fulfill them every day. Um, but you print the shipping label, you put everything into the package. We have biodegradable bags that are pink that I think are really cute. Um, and then I fill out, USPS can pick up your packages, which is great. So I don't have to actually go to USPS all the time. I'm so sorry. What is our charge for that? No, it's free. Like you just, you're kidding. And you put it, you can put it in your mailbox, anything. If it has a USPS label on it, they will pick it up. Oh my God. I need, oh, why didn't I do that? <laughs> Literally the post office scares me so bad. Like I can mail a letter. I can write lie. Like I can do a lot of the things that like grown up old people will like complain that our generation can't do. I'm like, hush Rita, I can do that. However, and I can even, I can even get the label onto the package. However, as soon as I am at the door of USPS, you might as well just burn me alive because I, 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 well, you know, I, if somebody wants some consultation on how to redesign the entire USPS system, holla at your girl, because one, it's unapproachable. It's too confusing. And there's way too much that's like, like a need to know slash like, unless you like, there's a lot of things that aren't communicated that if you're walking in there, it's not self-explanatory and I feel like anything like that, like you walk into Target, you know exactly what you're doing. Like it's easy. There's signs, you know, you're doing self-checkout. Like you could have never seen a self-checkout. They've got a lot of signage. Like you don't have to ask somebody what's up. USPS, they stare at you knowing that you're an outsider and <laughs> that you don't know what you're doing. And they're like, they're like, yes, come up to me. I'm mean. I'm old and I will shame you. Please come ask me for help. I want you. I want you. I want you to ask me right now. Are your packages already packaged up? Like you have the label on them? Yes. You know you can just drop them in the box, right? Right like, here. I, I hear you. Walking in. No, I hear you. Okay. I do. And I've done that before. Um, I've also messed that up before. Like it's just, and I get, I get scared that I don't have it right. And like, I have a Lulu's return right now. I'm pretty sure I can't return them anymore because I'm pretty sure like I got the return label and everything within the time. It's been so long that I have, I haven't like shipped them because I'm scared of the post office. And so I'm probably going to have to sh sell them on Poshmark because, and if anybody wants a white pair of Lulu's really cute little white heels, um, strappy heels size eight and a half please dm me and i'd be happy to supply okay to be fair on that i'd never return things because i'm too lazy to actually return them so i keep selling everything on like depop but you can just okay you just go to usps.com okay you click on quick tools why do i know this off the top of my head and then schedule a package and then you just type in your address, you click if you have a dog or not, and then you click what kind of type of label it is, which will be written on the label. And then you put what the weight is, you can guess. You have to have a scale? No, you can guess. Oh, okay. I literally think I just put one pound randomly all the time. I don't actually oh, okay. do it. I mean, I, I should say that I should weigh my packages. I don't, but. Listen, this is the ins and outs of business ownership that people don't talk about. You probably should, um, if you actually own a business, weigh them on like a food scale. But if you well, don't- Also, swimsuits is a little different, like how much like variation- a pound, like I don't know. Right. How much variation could there really be? I haven't at me yet, so- Right. Doing that much wrong. Right. Um. Yeah, and then you submit and they, when they come and get your mail the next day, or I mean, give you mail the next day, they just pick up your package and you're good. What the hell? Okay, well- learn something new every day well fascinating oh thank you for walking through that entire process and also teaching me something that I really 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 needed to know like really needed to know like you have no idea like my family actively makes fun of me with the post office like it's a it's a thing in fact they like to remind me my boyfriend from high school 
I shipped. I don't remember this, but I would. I remember it a little bit. They seem to remember the details because they're the ones that find it funnier. I needed to ship him a package. I guess I had never shipped a package before. And I think I just, I like didn't put his address. I think I put like, oh, I have to like make up his name. Like Brian Smith Clemson, South Carolina. And I just like stuck it in the mail. And P.S. Nobody ever saw that package again. Mm-hmm. Not Brian. Not me. It. I don't know. I okay, couldn't tell you what was in it. Like a lot better about myself because I was literally just having a conversation with my mom and I was like, Mom, I'm at such a weird age. Like Sarah has a house, she's getting married, she has dinner parties. Like she's such an adult, and I'm just over here, like yeah. No, I'm not. All right, this makes me a little better about myself. I'm, I'm not. It's all it's all a ruse. You know what's funny? I was talking to my uncle today because he was asking me like stuff about the wedding and like when we want to have kids, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Uncle Tony, I don't think you understand. I'm at a stage in my life where I'm getting married at 25 and I look at my friends who are getting married. I'm like, oh my God, is she pregnant? Like, why are they getting married? We're like children. (laughs) What are they doing? I'm like, oh, wait, I'm getting married on purpose. And I do not, I am not pregnant. I look at you and I'm like, my longest relationship, I think has been four days. And then you're over here. You're just, you're walking down an aisle. Yeah. You're, I'm like, what the hell is that? And we have people, we have friends who. <laughs> I literally didn't know how to fill out your wedding invitation because I've never been to a wedding. That's, listen, that's not too bad. That's not that bad. Because on my wedding invitation, like for the RSVP, it's a postcard that you can like pull off. And it's, it's really and everything. Cool. Huh? That was really cool. I thought that I cool. felt like that was really neat. And as somebody who needed something easy, I was like, let me make this easy for everybody else. And it has like M and a line. The only thing for context, everybody that she didn't know was what the M was for, which it's Mr. Mrs. I was thinking like Roman numerals. Yeah. Like-, like I, and I totally get like where, you know, I could have just put like name or something. Here's, I had one of my friends, sweet, 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 sweet person um and she texted me she said hey have you gotten my rcp i've never sent a postcard before and i'm thinking i'm also going to make up her name marissa what do you what did you do because guys you just stick it in the mail you just stick it in the mail like when i said you just stick it in the mail like i I had the stamp on it like all you had to do and there was a little thing she didn't even have to like didn't even have to put her no you don't have to put your address on it you don't have to put anything on it like you and even if she didn't want to write her name news to everybody an invisible ink on the back of your postcard i have written your name so even if you forgot your name i've got it i know who sent it like all you had to do was check like yes i'm coming or no i'm not and then stick that sucker back in your mailbox put the red flag up so i'm like she's like i've never sent a postcard before I'm like, did you put it in an envelope? I swear to God, Marissa, if you put this in an envelope and stamped it again and like did a whole thing, I'm going to laugh <laughs> my arse off. She put a stamp next to the other stamp? That I hope so. I hope I hope so. I hope I really and I was like, I don't know because I haven't checked the mail. And I still haven't checked the mail. And I'll I'll do this thing where I don't check the mail until I do this. And so I don't know. There might be a surprise. I'm also like, guys, especially the people who are my age, guys, there's a website on here. How is it that all the old people are like uh, RSVPing via the website? The website? Yes. I just texted you. (laughs) Or do that. Who cares? Like, hey, I'm going to be there. You already know this. Right. Honestly, I really need to do that for like the givens because, of course, like our wedding party and like my mom, my mom's like, I'm not RSVPing. I'm like, all right but i haven't marked the obvious ones yet so i'm like only this many people have rsvp'd now granted a lot less people have said no so far than we've thought and we're like <laughs> oh god that's the oh, word yeah oh god isn't there like a percentage um, that's supposed to be like people who say no huh isn't there like a percentage they say to do about 20 percent, can- and covid has made that higher yeah um so i'm like what are you do you want at your wedding 120 okay we probably invited like 160 
Okay. We'll see. But anyway, that's like completely diverged from, mm-hmm. but honestly, entertainment, good for the content. Um, to close this out, first of all, thank you so much for being open about the process and being willing to share. Um, for to to kind of round this out um along the lines of creativity and kind of building something on your own what has been the most helpful like tip or trick for you or lesson in terms of finding your creativity expressing your creativity and using your creativity there's one my art teacher in high school she used to always say like happy accidents like when you mess up um and how you can turn the happy accident into something else and I'm someone who's so like we say I'm creative and that stuff but I'm also such like a perfectionist that I really struggled with some of my creativity and like that saying like happy accident has been very helpful because it's like okay you can create it and turn it into something new um which I've loved and definitely has helped me in a sense of being creative that not everything has to be perfect and not everything has to be exactly the way my brain has pictured something yeah I like that did she get that from Bob Ross I have no idea or did Bob Ross get that from her I'm gonna say he got it from her because she was really nice oh okay <laughs> Do you, you know who Bob Ross is right I know who Bob Ross is yeah. I'm just gonna say she made it up herself I'll be honest girly i really think she considered she totally did but we're just gonna say she made it up what she totally got it from him oh 100 percent. 100 percent. we're just gonna say she made it up though yeah for her and i didn't watch bob ross so it's fine so your entire life you've been moved by happy accidents thinking miss no you know, i'm aware of it now okay but okay like- gotcha i'm just checking I'm still like I didn't hear it from him first, even though it got possible. it. So you still associate it. So like I'm gonna, you, you know, it, what she it, said. You, you know, she shared it with you. That was still a wisdom, piece of wisdom that she dropped on your pretty little head. So it's okay. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, where can people find you if they want to learn more about? Oh my gosh, you know what we never said? What the name of your brand? Brand. <laughs> incredible we're so never said the name of your brand didn't even know you went to school um what's the name of your brand siren swim co it's like a siren like a mermaid except it's not a mermaid except it's not a mermaid it's a way more intense mermaid um so where can people find you if they want to look at your swimsuits and uh learn more about you and all those type of things um well siren swims website is sirenswimco.com and the Instagram is also sirenswimco or at sirenswimco. And then me personally. And you don't have to share your personal as well if you don't want that. to. Huh? I don't think anyone wants to be able to find that. Totally up to you. Siren, but yes, Siren Swim Co. Um, we'll have all the links in the bio as well. Thank you so much for coming on. And guys, uh, definitely go order. Her swimsuits are such good quality. I have a couple of them myself. I love them. They're incredible. And yeah, thank you so much for being on here. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.